One final time here in this fast lane on this Friday afternoon trail out, filling in for Ed. Of course, earlier in the show, did votes of confidence with Brian Nolan and talked to David Cunningham of TechSideline.com about the Lady Hokies clinching the outright ACC title, as well as a referendum on the men's team with their struggles, especially on the defensive end. And we also talked a little bit about spring football uh, as I bring in my co-host for the Foul Ball Area podcast, because when Ed's gone, I have the excuse of talking baseball, and I'm going to bring in my co-host for the Foul Ball Area podcast at Matkins News. Matt Atkins here with us in the fast lane. And Matt, uh, glad you uh, are able to hop on uh, here in the fast lane. And uh, let's talk a little college baseball first before we go and talk about the big names in Major League Baseball. Let's start with the local teams. Virginia's hack off to a decent start, uh, six and two on the year. Uh, got a big sweep over Rhode Island, and then obviously has a big, big uh, series with Stony Brook this upcoming weekend. Uh, what do you think about the Hokies? And if you were someone who maybe hasn't watched this team so far and want to preview them throughout the season, where do you think they uh, maybe need to most need to improve on? from uh, where they were last season? Well, I I mean, so far, they look like a really well-rounded team uh, from what I've seen so far. They've they've got a terrific offense at this point in the season. Uh, I mean, in five out of their their eight games on the season, they've scored double digits. So they are hitting the ball really well. Uh, Their pitching has been really well. I think that's something they struggled with last year. Um, and, and their pitching is young this year, too. You know, you, you look at uh, some interviews with Coach Chef before the season, he said they had zero returning ACC starts. So, you know, very limited experience for the guys on this team. But they've been really, really good all around so far, uh, getting off to the 6-2 and two start on the season. But the, the offense is what I've been really impressed with, and that's what we've come to expect from Virginia Tech the past couple of years. They've had a really high-powered offense. Um, so pitching, I think, is probably the, the most important thing, the thing to watch and see if they can keep that up throughout the season because that's going to be, uh, you know, pitching is always important, especially once you get to postseason play, uh, get into those tournaments. So that's that's something you got to definitely keep an eye on. But I have been super impressed with how they've been hitting the ball so far. Hookie's got a, a, a win today against Stony Brook to kick off the uh, their series. So you, you touched on it. The, the pitching is where you want to um, six three was that final score uh, is where you want to see the improvement. But of course, the headline is the hammer. It, it's this lineup, and it's still as dynamic as it's been these past couple seasons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the I don't know when it was. I think a couple years ago they were towards the top of the NCAA in home runs. Uh, they just hit a hit a bunch of home runs at English Field. Um, you know, the, the hammer celebration is always exciting, even though it's uh, been a little limited on the field uh, in recent years. But the this offense is just so much fun to watch. Um, you know, college baseball has a lot of exciting moments, and anytime you get a ball hit out of the park or, you know, just hitting the ball as well as Virginia Tech is, it's really exciting to watch. So that, uh, that's definitely the most exciting thing, I think, for me about this Hokies team is the way they're hitting. And moving to Virginia, they're now 8-0 on the season with 24 straight February wins, uh, 8-0 for the third consecutive season. So they're off to another another start, great start. They got went undefeated at the Jacksonville College Baseball Classic, and then they obviously host UMass this weekend with uh, that game. 
should be ramping up very shortly. Um, Virginia, obviously, you know, been a national champion recently, but uh, it seems like they're picking up where they left off for this kind of one of the top-tier programs in the ACC. Yeah, definitely. They made it to the College World Series last year, so a really good season last year. Uh, expect big things from them this year. Like you said, they're off to a hot start. They've got a couple of big wins already. That Jack's College Baseball Classic last weekend, uh, it was a tournament down in Jacksonville, and they had big wins over Iowa, who was ranked number 18 at the time, and they've since dropped out of uh, of the polls. And Auburn, who was unranked at the time, but is now ranked number 23. So two big wins for UVA last weekend down in Jacksonville. Uh, they're just off to a solid start, and that's what we expect from UVA. They're one of the best teams in the ACC and one of the best teams in the country. They've been a, a really solid program for the past decade plus, and I just expect another really good year from them. Moving to uh, the JM, well, actually, before I ask you about JMU, uh, these two teams obviously in the ACC, the number one team and maybe the favorite to win it all this year is in the ACC in, in Wake Forest. How deep are you accessing the ACC, and how big of a challenge will it be both for the Hokies and the Hoos to compete in a really deep conference? Yeah, I think it's going to be really tough for both of them. I mean, obviously, like we said, UVA is a really, really good team. They're coming off a, an appearance in the College World Series. So I think they're towards the top of the ACC, but it's still going to be a tough season. For Virginia Tech, they're looking to get back to where they were in 22, uh, 2022, where they won the regular season title and hosted a regional uh, in the NCAA tournament. So they're looking to get back to that level of success, and it's, it's going to be a tough schedule for them because they have teams like Wake Forest. Like you mentioned, the top team in the country. They have teams like... Louisville and Clemson and you know uh, all these teams uh even if they're not you know up there towards the top of the rankings teams like Miami uh you know North Carolina Duke they're all really good teams year in and year out so it's going to be a tough season it's always a grueling conference schedule playing in the ACC so you know I think UVA has a really good shot at you know having some uh some success throughout the conference season it's going to be a little harder for Virginia Tech but They've got a solid team so far. They look good. Uh, the the you know feeling around the team is really optimistic. So I think that it's going to be a, a fun season to watch for both of those teams. Now talking to uh, about JMU before we get into uh, Liberty baseball. Uh, five and three on the year. They sweep. They're coming off a sweep of Fairfield. Host Cornell this weekend. Um, you know, if someone's looking into the Dukes, how how would you summarize this team? And maybe their chances in a you know a very interesting conference in the Sun Belt filled with obviously Coastal Carolina, who's won a national championship, you know, relatively recently. But there are a lot of you know App State. I think is a really good baseball program, uh, among others in a you know very deep kind of mid you know and you want to call it mid major league that JMU is in. Yeah, for sure. It's a it's a tough. Uh... A tough conference and you know their first year in the Sun Belt last year they held their own they played pretty well and they're off to a, a decent start this year uh, five and three to get the season started like you said they open up with a really tough series down against Arkansas who was ranked number three at the time so a really tough series to start the year for the Dukes they ended up winning one of those games and it was a four game series too so they ended up winning one of those four games uh, which you know that's that's terrific winning any game against the number three team in the country uh, on the road to open the season. Then they came home and had a win over Virginia Tech in a midweek game, and they swept Fairfield last weekend. So uh, a really you know 
pretty optimistic start for the Dukes as well uh, as they get things going in their second season in the Sun Belt. And, they, you know, they have a history of a little bit of success on the baseball field. They've had some really good seasons throughout the past. And, like I said, last year, their first year in the conference, they played pretty well against some of these teams. So I think that they can, you know, look to build on that and that they're just having success across all of their sports recently. So I wouldn't be surprised if they have a, a pretty good baseball season here. And now moving to the Liberty Flames here in Lynchburg, 5-3 and three overall in the season. Um you know, this is a team that has had plenty of NCAA tournament experience. Uh, they, they're moving into Conference USA. Uh, do you have any sort, you know, they're coming off a 11-inning win against uh, North Carolina Wilmington. Um, unfortunately, they struggle at home against Hofstra this past weekend. Then they have a, a really, you know, pretty interesting series in Conway against Coastal game today actually got postponed uh, due to the weather uh, but this is uh setting up for a pretty interesting non non-conference series against you know obviously coastal and uh, they're entering a new conference which uh, do you have any expectations for them there you know they had a good year last year too uh, with their we're, we're just honestly blessed with uh, all the great college programs we have in Virginia to to watch and follow throughout the season but Liberty had a good year last year too they've been good in the past couple of years. Uh, a history of success, and I think that they can keep it going this year. Uh, this this weekend, the series against Coastal Carolina is going to be a tough one. Like you said a couple minutes ago, they're a perennial powerhouse, won the championship a couple years ago. So they're uh, they're a tough team, and it's going to be tough going down there to Conway, South Carolina, and playing these games. Now they have a doubleheader tomorrow, like you said, with today's game getting postponed. So this this weekend series is going to be tough, but. Uh, I think it could be a good test for Liberty, and it'll be a good way to see, you know, kind of where this team stands and what you can expect from them the rest of the season based on how they play against one of the top teams in the country. Uh, I know Virginia Tech's already played JMU, and they've lost. It's obviously, Tech and Virginia will play each other in ACC play, uh, but I believe uh, I see Liberty's going to play uh, Virginia Tech um, and VCU. Uh, Tech will play Radford. Um, you know, Mason is in there as well. There's a lot of cross-pollination across the Commonwealth with these teams at both home-and-home games because Virginia Tech will play in Lynchburg as well as at English Field. How good is it for, you know, the Commonwealth to have not just these great teams because VCU is, is a perennial team in the in the A-10 as well. You want to throw them in there as well, and they're playing uh, across the Commonwealth. It, it seems like... There's a focus amongst all the teams of Virginia, especially at the Division One level, to play each other. Yeah, definitely. I really like it. I think it's great to, uh, you know, especially when you get some of the top programs like UVA uh, going in state to some of these other schools, or even Virginia Tech. You know, they're they're in the ACC, which is the top baseball conference in the in Division One. So for them to come to some of these smaller schools like JMU or you know, Radford's just down the road from them or going up to to Liberty. Lynchburg's not too far away. So it's great to kind of have those experiences and uh, to, uh, you know, to get those games in where it's easy for fans to see them. Midweek games, it's easy for fans to go out and enjoy a nice game of baseball. So that's huge for, for the teams playing all these, uh, you know, in-state games. I really love to see it. Uh, and like you said, it's a lot of home-and-homes. You know, uh, Virginia Tech going to Liberty and Liberty's going to come to Blacksburg. Uh, Virginia Tech was at JMU a couple weeks ago. They'll host JMU 
uh, in May later on this season. So, you know, it's a lot of home-and-home games. Uh, It's just great for the sport, and it's great for fans in the state. Uh, Before we move into some uh, overarching Major League Baseball topics as spring training is underway, want to give a shout-out to Chase DeLauder, uh, the JMU star is uh, playing really well for the Guardians in spring training. He's the uh, Guardians' fourth-ranked prospect. Obviously, Guardians also have some ties to Lynchburg with, obviously, the Lynchburg Hillcats as well. But also, if you want to hear the in-depth story about the Danville Dairy Daddies, yes, you heard that name right, uh, listen to the latest episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast, Matt and I. You get our, uh, should we say, our first reaction, our, our organic reaction to it, um, but let, let's uh, let's dive into obviously the biggest story in Major League Baseball is now the fact that Shohei Otani, the biggest star in the sport, um, obviously a two-way player, but because he has Tommy John surgery, will only bat this year. Signs this massive deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers, moving, staying in LA, but moving to uh, the good team in LA. Um, your opinion on? How impactful would this be just from a a fan's point of view coming into this season? I think for fans, it's going to change the landscape of Major League Baseball. Uh, I mean, the Dodgers have already been the best team or one of the best teams in MLB for the past couple of seasons. And adding a a talented player like Shohei Otani is only going to elevate them that much more. You know, he is so good. He's uh, multiple-time MVP. He's arguably the, the best player in baseball when he's healthy. Even now when he's not fully healthy, he's still rated as one of the top players in baseball. So it, it's a huge move for the Dodgers. It's huge for fans. Uh, you know, Obviously, in the, in the same general area, uh, just one city over from Anaheim up to Los Angeles. Uh, it, it, so, you know, those fans are familiar with him, but it's a, a different team now. So a different team going to get to see him regularly night in and night out at their ballpark, a different division. You know, he's coming from the American league to the national league. So it's, it's a whole new uh, set of fans that he's going to be, you know, fully exposed to uh, this year. And it's going to be huge for, for all of baseball, the way that the Dodgers have built this really super team, including Shohei Otani. Looking at the national league, obviously the Dodgers are the, the favorite in the national league. Um, is the clear challenger, and I, you know, a lot of listeners, uh, you know, just because knowing this area so well, it, are are Braves fans? Is it, and including yourself, uh, do do you think the Atlanta Braves are the clear number two or clearest challenger to the Los Angeles Dodgers in the National League? Honestly, I, well, I would have to say yeah, but honestly, I've seen some, a lot of, you know betting odds and projections and predictions, but the Braves still somehow the favorite in the National League. And I honestly, as a Braves fan, I don't get how they're still the favorite, but some people out there have them over the Dodgers. Uh, But they are definitely, you know, you put those two teams one and two. It could go either order, but those are the top two teams in the National League. They're just so deep uh, teams. You know, the the Dodgers, they have the the top heavy lineup with Otani, Betts, and Freeman. But they've got a really deep roster throughout as well. You take those guys out, they've got a lot of talented players. You look at the Braves, they have you know Ronald Acuna Jr., the reigning MVP. They have Matt Olson, Austin Riley. But they have a lot of really talented position players and pitchers as well. So both these teams are so deep that 
they are the top two teams in the National League, and it doesn't matter what order you put them in because I could see either of them winning the National League, winning a World Series this year. That's that's how good uh, both of these teams are. That it, It's just those two against the rest of the National League. Another popular team in the area, of course, has to be the Baltimore Orioles as we move into the American League. Um, their rivals, the Yankees, sign Juan Soto or trade for Juan Soto. That maybe is the big move in the American League. Uh, you know, Corbin Burns comes in for them, a, a really good pitcher from the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, obviously, the the highlight might be a player they just bring up in Jackson Holiday, who is the number one overall prospect. But uh, for for fans listening that are, are fans of you know the local team or one of the local teams in the Baltimore Orioles, do you expect them to? continue their success, win over, uh, maybe not necessarily win over 100 games and have the best record in the American League, but, um, you know, obviously maybe a disappointing exit in the postseason last year, but compete in a very, very good American League East. Yeah, I have high expectations for the Orioles this year. They were so good last year, and now they've got that experience under the belt. You know, this is a, a really young team, guys like, uh, Gunnar Henderson and Adley Rutschman, uh, you know, a really young team. And they bring in Corbin Burns, who's a former Cy Young winner, going to be the ace of their rotation. And the guy that you mentioned, Jackson Holiday, he'll probably be called up early this season, could be Rookie of the Year candidate. So I have high expectations for the Orioles this year because they, they have that, you know, season of winning under their belt. They know what to expect now. And I think that, you know, now that they have that playoff experience too, even though they got bounced in the first round of the playoffs last year, you know, they've been there, they know what to expect, and they can come back and do better this year. So I have high expectations for them. I think that they're going to have a really good season, and I think they have to be the favorites in the American League. You know, the the Yankees could be right there with them, but at this point, just based on what we've seen last year and how each team has added in more depth, I think you got to go with the Orioles at this point. At Matkins News on Twitter, Matt Atkins, the better co-host of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Matt, I want to thank you so much um, for taking some time out of your day on this Friday afternoon. I know you and your wife, Mariah, are set to probably go on some hike or camping trip somewhere because that's what you all do. Uh, but I, I appreciate you guys. Or I appreciate you uh, hopping on. Yeah, of course. Always happy to talk some baseball with you on the program. That was Matt Atkins at Matkins News on Twitter. That will do it for this Friday. I think Matt brought up some great points. I agree with most of them. Full season preview coming the way for the Foul Ball Area Podcast, so subscribe to that if you enjoyed that conversation. There's plenty more of that there as well. But I want to thank everyone for hopping on today. I want to thank Brian. I want to thank David. also want to thank Matt one more time. Ed will be back here Monday to cover the Commonwealth We'll get our reaction to this upcoming weekend in sports. So thank you so much for listening in to The Fast Lane right here on CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg and the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app.